Welcome to another edition of the PW Mania Hot Tag Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Justin C. Joined this week by both my co-host, Cam, and the chairman, Stephen Vincent, as we're going to do two shows this week, as we have two uh, premium live events and pay-per-views coming up next weekend with WWE doing Night of Champions and AEW doing Double or Nothing. So this Saturday, we are going to preview, I'm sorry, it's Sunday, excuse me. We are going to preview WWE Night of Champions taking place next Saturday in Saudi Arabia. We have five confirmed matches, six live likely with um, uh, contract signing on Raw this coming Monday. We're recording this, like I said, on Sunday before Raw. And I didn't see anything in the SmackDown spoilers to suggest that there's going to be another match added uh, from them, so who knows. But a six-match card, a pretty strong card, I would say, as we crown our first World Heavyweight Champion. We have Roman Reigns wrestling for the tag title. We have Cody Brock again. Um Overall, I think it should be uh, a pretty solid show. I guess I'll go to you, Chairman, first. Just not just the show in general, but here we are. What are we month and a half removed from WrestleMania? Uh, where are where do you stand on how the WWE is currently doing so far? I feel like it's not exactly must see TV. I feel like there's a lot of good stuff, but you know, there's still a lot of questions about why they're introducing another major championship with Roman Reigns having two of them. And basically complete part-timer. So it's like, then you have Knight of Champions and he's not even defending his title when it's all championships should be defended. So it's just a lot of weird stuff up top. But I definitely think, you know, since they did the um, draft, you know, whatever you want to call it, you know, moving some pieces around on both rosters, introducing some new superstars from NXT. I definitely feel like a reset like that was definitely needed after WrestleMania. It's a good time for it. You know, definitely some interesting excitement with some of the, new stuff going on. But I mean, like you've seen like Mustafa Ali getting a championship match, you know, that's, you know, something to get excited about, you know, just seeing a lot of guys on Raw and SmackDown that kind of weren't being used before getting used now. So all in all, I think we could be in for a really good summer. SummerSlam is definitely kind of like the big show of the summer. And Money Bank is also another spectacular show. So I'm kind of hoping uh, we get some nice things going forward. Yeah, I agree. Uh, like I said, I think it's in a good place. Um, we'll talk about it more when we get to the Intercontinental title match, but I really liked how Gunther was presented on Raw this past Monday. And like you said, you got Ali getting a title match. Um, you know, you got new feuds, new guys debuting. You had Cameron Grimes show up on SmackDown. Uh, Pretty Deadly showed up on SmackDown as well. Um, so they're making their debuts. Uh, I think I saw... Um, Alba Fire and Isla Dawn, how do you say that? Excuse me, on SmackDown too. So they're definitely doing a decent job interviewing or in interviewing, introducing these new NXT call-ups and kind of making some things fresh. While you still got like the bloodline going, you have some new feuds and like the Cody Brock, uh, Brock feud still going. You're seeing some new feuds introduced on Raw and SmackDown too. I mean, LA Knight and the Street Profits. Um, you know, it's like a decent mid-card feud there for him. Um, you know, just good things overall, I think, so far. But like, like Sherman said, it's not must-see, but it's definitely doing a good job, I think, of introducing new characters and feuds so far. Uh, what about you, Cam? Where do you stand on how things are right now? Yeah, my boy Cam Grimes beat uh, Baron Corbin in, what, two or three seconds? So <laughs> he's been getting a little mid-card push. I mean, yeah, I mean, I've enjoyed what we've seen so far. I think finally Gunther's been – Gunther's come a long way from getting – in that Survivor Series uh, match where he got looked like a uh, fool by Vince to where he is now. And I think he's come a long way. I always thought he was a he's a world champion for the WWE. And I'm, you know, if anything, under this new regime um, where Gunther is kind of being positioned where he should be, he'll become the longest reigning Intercontinental Champion at some point. 
Um, and then at some point, you know, I read a report that him and Solo Sokoa are viewed as uh, main eventers for the next 10 years. And I fully believe that. I think Solo kind of gets it. And I obviously think Gunther gets it. So at some point when he gets a world title shot, it's going to be must-see TV for me. Uh, but I think everything's been okay the last couple of weeks. Uh, they're kind of starting to finally speed up the the bloodline uh, self-destruction process. Um, but, yeah, I think it's actually been a little bit better from the draft. You know, usually years past after the draft happened, you know, it, it, nothing really changes. But, you know, we've seen we've seen a few changes here and there. And, you know, we're going to have a new world champion here coming up next week and things like that. So I, I think WWE has been in a pretty decent spot the last few weeks. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And like you said, these B pay-per-views, we've got you know, only six matches so far, but that's kind of like good for these kind of shows. I mean, you look back at Backlash as far as that show went, it was a seven match show and pretty much everything delivered. You know, that obviously helped with a hot crowd in Puerto Rico. I don't think we're going to get that here again, unfortunately, in uh, Saudi Arabia, as these shows aren't really built for that. But, you know, you have a six match show and you have a great crowd. It can make a decent or like OK show on paper turn into a good to great show. And that definitely helps. I think here on these shows, you'll get a little bit better wrestling uh, matches. You're looking for and looking to see some of this stuff. So um, it's a good mix of stuff here. So let's just jump right into it. Um, let's just start with the Intercontinental title match with Gunther defending the Intercontinental title against Mustafa Ali with Ali winning a battle royal this past Monday on Raw to claim that spot. Uh, you know, good for Ali. You know, he was a guy I from what I've seen, some of the stuff he's been doing, he's trying to be like a positive guy over on the, over on raw. I don't really, haven't really seen too many of his vignettes, but that's his thing. He's getting a, you know, getting rewarded with the intercontinental title match with against Gunther, you know, classic big guy versus small quick guy thing here. Um, I it should be a good match. I mean, any Gunther match is a good match. And like I said earlier, I think, the way they've presented him on Raw this past Monday, I mean, I was watching, you know, if you watch USA and the build-up to this past Monday's Raw, you were seeing commercials that, like, the build-up around that week's Raw was the return or debut of Gunther. And they did that all throughout the show up until he came out before the uh, Battle Royal. So it's a great presentation. Like Cam said, there was reports out this week that they view him and Solo Sequoia as main event heels for, like, the next 10 years. Um, I'm all aboard, you know, if Cody's not going to do it, having Gunther be the one to dig throw in Roman Reigns. Although I could also see a situation where it's Solo Sequoia who does that. So who knows? But yeah, I mean, Gunther, like you, like Cam said, like it's, he's came a long way since getting eliminated in three minutes. And then the body transformation, if you remember Gunther from years ago into what he's done now, has been tremendous. And he absolutely has the look and presence of a guy that should be around the top of your card for years to come. So, you know, whoever beats him for the Intercontinental title is going to get a big rub at some point. Um, whenever he gets the world title or WWE Undisputed Universal Championship, it's going to be a big thing. But I don't think it's going to be Ali getting that here. This is my lock of the night. I'm going to go ahead and say Gunther retains the Intercontinental title. Uh, who do you got, Cam? Yeah, I mean, Gunther's going to win. I think that this is just a a match. I mean, he hasn't, you know, they kind of slowly built his debut on Raw. Um, you know, they teased it for a few weeks. Um, and now that, you know, I mean, I Mustafa Ali is getting a, a championship match, which I think is great. I mean, he has like the, the PMA, positive mental attitude that's kind of got him in shaky waters with a few guys over the last month or so but you know triple h has kind of positioned him you know he had a match with raw or with seth rollins on raw now he's getting an intercontinental championship match so he is getting a little bit better treatment than he was under the vince vince regime um he's not winning the match but i think that it keeps him in play you know he's he's on the show basically weekly so he's getting <coughs> some shine you know at least once a week 
on on Raw. Um, but yeah, this is this is a lock. You know, Gunther retains. He continues his uh, request towards the longest Intercontinental title reign, um, which is so funny because you always hear reports that Triple H loves long, long title reigns. You know, even though he wasn't around for for Roman's entire reign, but you know, we got Roman going to be thousand day champion. We got Gunther going to be the longest reigning Intercontinental champion. So obviously, you know, that report was true. But yeah, I think it's going to be a fantastic match. I mean, Ali's a great wrestler. Him and Gunther will probably have a, a really really good match. Yeah, that's the one thing I think too with Triple H's um, WWF is or WWE, excuse me, is that everybody for some reason if they're on TV they have a point to be on TV. So uh, that's positive there. And in case you were wondering, I'm sure if you don't know already that obviously the Honky Tonk Man has the longest reigning Intercontinental Title reign of all time uh, at 454 days. Gunther is currently at 344 days. So you're looking at another 100 and uh, what is that like 111 more days he would need to become the longest reigning champion so that's going into june july august sometime in september so you look forward to that there um chairman who are you going with yeah it's pretty much lock and key that guther is going to retain here i mean it's cool to see ali get the opportunity he had i did really enjoy the finish of the battle royal when he took out bronson reed and ricochet kind of even forgot ali was in the match to be completely honest and all of a sudden he comes out of nowhere with that drop kick you know i'm like oh shit Ali one, that's cool. Good for him, you know. I've always been a fan of his work. He just really kind of bounced around over the years with gimmicks and, you know, hot and cold pushes, completely forgotten about. I mean, I still remember the uh, match he had on 205 Live when that was a thing against Buddy Murphy, and, you know, that was a bad year of a match when the Cruiserweight division was, you know, on fire when it first relaunched it years back. But, you know, Ali is definitely a talented individual, but, I mean, we've talked about Guther time and time again. Like, this guy is it. I mean, this guy is definitely a future world champion. And I definitely think, you know, he's definitely retained here. He should break the Honky Tonk Man's record, I'm completely honest with you. I would let him run wild, you know, through the summer here. Like you said, he gets to September, let him have the record. Hell, take it to WrestleMania, you know, and get some of that major rub to take him down. I mean, you kind of wonder if Imperium's going to grow as a faction, you know. I mean, do they bring someone else into the party? Because, I mean, the two guys I got now, you know, Giovanni and Louis Geyser, I mean, they're, they're no Usos, you know, they're no uh, strong right-hand men to get excited about. So you kind of wonder if like an Eli Dragunov or uh, Drew McIntyre crazy thought there would uh, end up joining up with Guther at some point. Yeah, there's been speculation I've seen on Dragunov's name. Um, you saw, if you saw like, another Triple H Easter egg on Raw this past Monday, they had Finn Balor watching over Jamie, J.D. McDonough as he was interviewed by Kathy Kelly. So, you know, they're trying to maybe tease McDonough uh, going over and joining up with Finn. So that's another thing you like to watch Triple H's shows is if you see somebody walking backstage or being interviewed, you got to look for the little Easter eggs you might see in the background. So, you know, keeps you in, keeps you interested and on your toes looking for that kind of stuff. Uh, let's go to, uh, a match that's not official yet, but it looks like it probably will be on Raw tomorrow, the contract signing, which is Becky Lynch versus Trish Stratus. Trish, of course, running down Becky for weeks, pretty good on the mic, hanging out, missing, uh, posters for Becky the one week on Raw, and then Becky comes back, and then Becky challenges Trish to a match on Raw this past Monday. Uh, you know, it, Trish has been, like, you know, it's one of those times you, you don't want to see, like, you know, yeah, could somebody else, could another woman be getting the rub from this, uh, feud with Becky, sure, but at the same time, I don't think anybody would be doing as well as Trish would be doing in this role here. She's been great. Um, so I'll let you, Cam, go first on this one. Uh, who are you going with? I mean, uh, this is kind of tough for me because 
I feel like this is a multi-match program. Uh, I feel like they want to really stretch this out probably until SummerSlam where they have some sort of maybe have like a woman's last man standing match or a no DQ match or who knows where they could go with this. Um, so it's kind of interesting. And honestly, it's really tough because if they do one, 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 do a three match series over these next few pay-per-views, oh man, I'm going to go with, with, I'm going to go with Trish. I think that this is going to get extended and the best way to extend it typically is to have the heel win the first match. Cause if the baby face, you know, wins, you know, you don't usually have the heel chase the baby face. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go and have Trish win and, you know, Becky can say, I underestimated you and you really are good. And I've always looked up to you, blah, blah, blah. Um, so yeah, I think Trish winning the first match. Plus that probably pops the, the, the Saudi regime because they are obviously nostalgic wrestling fans and they probably used to jerk off, even though I don't know if jerking off is illegal over in Saudi Arabia. Uh, but they probably definitely did that to Trish Stratus in the nineties. <laughs> I'd bet 100% on that. I'm just imagining what Trish is going to be like to look to them in a full, you know, one of those full women body suits they have to wear for these kind of shows. I bet the crown prince is going to be going crazy for that one. Um, uh, Chairman, who are you going with? They probably think that Becky is going to be Lita. They're going to get her mixed up. They're thinking, you know. Oh, you're 100% right. <laughs> and then they say Becky Lynch. Nobody's like, that's not Lita. <laughs> Cause they probably literally just seen like the one of their programs from like the early two thousands. But yeah, Cam's spot on was correct. I mean, I definitely think uh, Trish is going to win. Cause obviously if you're going to do a multi-match program and you know, I kind of figured they were going to be originally one and done at SummerSlam, but it's like, well, how they going to send us to SummerSlam? Well, here we go. We're going to do it here and do it money in the bank. And then we're going to wrap it up at SummerSlam. And I've usually, you know, Cam was, he said, you know, the heel has to win pretty much this match because otherwise you know, if Becky wins, and it's like, okay, well, Trish obviously will just tuck her tail and go away. But I think there's gonna be some shenanigans involved. Who knows? Maybe they'll get crazy, and Lita will appear and screw over Becky, and they both will. And then we do a tag match at Money in the Bank, and then the once in finale at SummerSlam. I don't know. I, I, I don't see Lita showing up, but you know, crazier things have happened. And plus, I'll mark out for her too. Uh, yeah, you know anything anything for the Saudi Arabia people who still think they're in 1999 WWE or 2000 WWF. Yeah, they'll definitely mark out for that. Um, yeah, I agree with you guys. Um, I'm usually to see how Trish brings it in a singles match here. Uh, I thought she was a little off in the tag title match that her and Becky had uh, when they lost the tag titles. Of course, it doesn't really you know mean too much, but I hope Trish you know and Becky. I'm sure they'll have good chemistry. Becky, you know, one of the top if not the top woman in the WWE today. Uh, I think I'm going to make it a trifecta here. I'm going to go ahead and pick Trish, too. Uh, like you guys said, if Becky wins, there's really no reason for Trish to stick around and say, well, hold on, hold on, hold on. You know, um, I could see a situation where Lita comes back and maybe screws uh, Trish out of the title. Maybe you get some kind of, you know, I don't know, like there's been rumors that Alexa Bliss may be ready to turn. Maybe you can get like an Alexa-Trish pairing, anything to keep Alexa away from Bray Wyatt when he eventually returns at some point. I do not need to see that again because it was bad enough the first time. Uh, but I'll go ahead and take Trish like you guys would agree to uh, win this one here. Uh, let's just go to the Raw Women's Championship match, which is being defended between two or fought between two SmackDown stars, uh, between Bianca Belair defending against the newly fully heel Asuka. Um, I just wish they would. It's just so weird that Rhea still has the SmackDown title and Bianca has the Raw title. I feel like they just need to switch these things up at some point again because we know they're not switching brands and I don't know why they just haven't done some kind of championship exchange yet because now it just seems weird uh, but 
we've talked about this before, how it seems like Bianca's reign is kind of going on and there's really no new challengers here. And here's Asuka challenging Bianca again for the title, even though they just she just challenged for it at uh, WrestleMania. So we're already rehashing this feud out here. Um, but I'll go to you, Chairman, first on this one. Who are you going with? Uh, this is a tough one because, like, Bianca's run has gone for so long. But at the same time, I just don't see her losing to Asuka. Like, Asuka's a heel, okay? The crowd's kind of detesting uh, Bianca lately, so you kind of wonder how much longer until they turn her and Street Power Offense. I keep hearing they try to turn all three of them at some point. But I don't know. The women's division is kind of boring right now for some spots, other than Rhea, who's been killing it. But you know, and the Becky Trish thing's going to be interesting, but like everything else is just kind of like we've seen it already. It's just, I don't know. Someone's got to step up, basically, or someone's got to come back, or I don't know, make Bianca interesting. Give her a, I don't know if Oscar can do it. I mean, we've already been down this road before. So I, I'm just going to say Bianca wins because I really just don't, you can't sell me. I mean, as long as someone can, that Oscar's going to win, but I, I can't see it right now. You be careful what you wish for. You say somebody's going to come back, and you just know Charlotte Flair is waiting in the wings to make a return here at some point because we never have gotten, to the best of my knowledge, we haven't gotten a Charlotte versus Bianca one-on-one match before, so don't wish too hard there. Um, but, I mean, you're right, really. I mean, we don't know. There's two else. We've already said damage controls over on SmackDown. Um, I can maybe even see them going to now that uh, Liv Morgan is injured and they had to relinquish the tag titles, even though it seems like Raquel is going to be teaming up with a mystery partner in a few weeks. Um, I would like to see them maybe get Raquel away from the women from the tag title division, have Raquel go after Bianca as a single superstar. But I'm going to go ahead and be a little different here. I'm going to go ahead and take Asuka to win here. Um, I just think, you know, Something needs to change. And like you said, there's a talk that they might turn Bianca on the Street Profit seal. Uh, I think a good way to start would be by having her finally lose the uh, Raw Women's Championship. And it could play out here pretty perfectly where having Asuka win and having a new heel on top to freshen things up on SmackDown might be right. So I'm going to go ahead, I guess, probably pick the upset, I guess you would say, and have Asuka beat uh, Bianca for the Raw Women's title. Uh, Who are you going with, Cam? I mean, I tip, I totally agree, especially, you know, when you talk about the reports of them considering turning um, Bianca and the Street Profits heel, uh, I could see Bianca as a heel. Her kind of character kind of trans, could easily transition from a heel character from being this happy-go-lucky baby face. You know, her, her, her charisma and her everything about her gimmick already kind of screams like a heel, so she's... I think her transition would be pretty easy. Um, I kind of scoff and laugh at the idea of the, of the street province turning heel. Like I just don't see them as like serious bad guys. Like, I mean, I just don't see it. I think it'll won't come off very well. Um, neither of those guys I think are meant to be hills. I mean, I don't know. We could see Dawkins try to be like the big, bad, tough guy. And I think it's going to fall short on its face. So I think those they're the kind of tag team I think that's in always a babyface situation. But, you know, since since um, Montez Ford and Bianca Belair are married in real life, then they have to just follow each other around. That's kind of like the WWE way of doing things now, which I, I, I'm totally fine with. You know, keep the couples together, but it doesn't mean the characters have to be the same on each spectrum. Um, I mean, I want to go with Asuka here, <clears throat> but since we take our standing so, so – um, seriously like AEW's uh, rankings that they used to have you know we this serious business when it comes down to this stuff 
that it, it's kind of hard for me, but you know, I'm still going to do it. I think that it's time. I think that, like I said, if they're going to, like you said, Justin, if they're going to start the Bianca heel turn, this is a, the best place, best way to do it. Um, Oscar's earned it. I think her character has just been really good ever since WrestleMania when we kind of, did we all take Oscar to win at WrestleMania? I mean, I remember I did. But I can't remember if everybody else did. Uh, I have it up right now. Actually, no, Cam, you took Bianca to win. I'm the only one that took oh. Asuka to win at WrestleMania. Oh, okay. Well, never mind. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, I think this is just the time. Do it. You know, it's just just take the title off her and start that heel turn. Let's see what she can do as a heel. I think Asuka has definitely earned this run. Like I said, her character has been pretty much on fire the, like, the last two months. So, I mean, if you're going to pull the string, pull the string now. Triple H, let her... Let, and then let Asuka do, you know, work with all kinds of different people. Because, like, you know, so it's kind of starting to get a little stale of who's Bianca going to face next for the championship. And her reign hasn't been fantastic the last few months. So let's freshen things up, put the title on Asuka, and see where things go. Yeah, and speaking of the standings, uh, Cam, you're in the lead right now at 28 and 10. And then it goes, we're all tight. Judge Chairman 27 and 11, and I'm 26 and 12. So we're all tightly packed in here still early into the – I say early into the year, but we're almost halfway through the year here. Um Let's go now and let's do uh, let's do the other rematch. Another rematch that's taking place here: Cody Rhodes, Brock Lesnar. Brock wants a fight. Uh, Cody's apparently going to give him a fight. I don't think there has ever really been said though if this is going to be like uh, it just says singles match, but I'm assuming it's probably going to end up being no DQ or anything and like anything goes stuff like that. A lot of play out and go on with it. Um, another one where it's like okay, where we're like you know you bring up. Uh, we brought up Trish and Becky before possibly being a three-match feud. Here we are here with this match where this is the second one. Cody kind of beats Brock. Uh, I don't want to say as a fluke uh, at Backlash, but he uh, had Brock had the Kimura locked in. Cody pinned his shoulders down to the mat and ended up uh, beating Brock. So that is how that turned out there. Uh, and this is one, again, where you go, okay, is this going to go three matches? Are we going to get Brock showing up at Money in the Bank in London? Are we going to have this go all the way out to SummerSlam at Ford Field where we do Brock, Cody, three, and, you know, like at a hell in a cell? Um, that's there. It all depends on what traje- trajectory we're going to go with here because I don't think we're going to see um, – I mean, if we're going to see a trifecta, it's got to be a big match. And, you know, it depends on where you're going with Cody Rhodes. And if this is the end of this feud, then Cody's obviously got to win. If this is going to keep going for a third, I think uh, Brock has to win. I do think this could easily be something that is pushed into a Hell in a Cell match, the way they're going with it. And I could see that being a big attraction at SummerSlam. You know, Brock, Cody, Hell in a Cell with Roman defending the title. So... I think I've talked myself, even though I think Cody should keep winning and building up wins, because I think he is going to fight Roman again at some point. I think Brock ends up winning this match here. And I'll go ahead and say Brock Lesnar beats Cody Rhodes in this match because Brock wants a fight, and Brock obviously specializes in no-holds-barred fight stuff. Maybe maybe Cody decides to go crazy and set a table on fire again and do a table spot like that here in Saudi Arabia. Who the hell knows? But I am picking Brock Lesnar to defeat Cody Rhodes here. Um, Cam, who are you going to go with? I mean, I think this one's tough for me, too, because you talk about a three-match feud uh, for this one, but it's kind of hard because I don't want to see – I mean, Cody took the loss at WrestleMania. You know, he's, he's moved on. I mean, if he takes a loss here to Brock Lesnar, it's not the end of the world. He's Brock Lesnar. You know, he's beaten every single person on the roster. Um, so you can make a case, but something tells me that 
I think Cody has to win, right? Like, I think he's just on this journey where he just can't, he can't lose. It's like, I don't know. It's like a, I don't know how to, how to describe it, but I mean, if he takes a loss here, it'd have to be the most sympathetic baby way, baby face way to lose. Maybe he doesn't, you know, tap out or be pinned. Maybe Brock Lesnar just beats the shit out of him and he won't stop, you know, trying to fight. And Brock just kind of beats him up badly and to the point where like the ref stops the match or something like that. I could see something possibly like that happening to continue the feud, but I just don't want to see, I just don't want to see Cody like take a clean one, two, three pinfall or loss. You know, I just, something I just don't want to see, especially like you said, if he's still on this road to dethroning Roman Reigns, but you know, who knows with that, but if he's still on that course and there's still the action, um, if he loses, do they do the third match at Money in the Bank or do they have, you know, Cody be in Money in the Bank and then they push that match to SummerSlam? I don't really know. Um, this one's tough. <laughs> this one's really tough. And, you know, it's always better when it's tougher to predict. Oh, man. You know, I'm going to say I'll, I'm going to take Brock and I'm going to say Brock wins by like knockout or something like that. So where Cody, you know, he never Cody never submitted. Cody never was pinned. He kind of just wouldn't stop fighting and Brock Lesnar was just a psycho man and busted himself open and Cody. All right. And Trevor, are you going with? Yeah, this is really tough because you don't know what the end game is here. Like obviously Cody could be a money in the bank contender, which would kind of give this feud some time off and you could easily run back Cody and Brock at SummerSlam. Should you choose to do that? Or, Cody just takes care of business and we're done. We move on and Brock does something else, but, and then Brock could just easily destroy Cody. But I think where my arrows pointing is Cody's going to do something crazy. Like, I mean, they're probably gonna do some stipulation here. I don't know. Last man standing, no bar, no holds bar, whatever you want to call it. I think Cody does something to take Brock quote unquote out of action for a while. This will give Cody the chance to go to Money in the Bank unscathed because obviously we know Brock came back and screwed Cody out of the uh, World Heavyweight Championship Tournament. Cody's going to do something to take Brock out for a while. And Cody could win Money in the Bank. And then Brock could enter the picture again right afterwards and just absolutely destroy Cody. And maybe they fight at SummerSlam. And maybe the briefcase is even on the line. I mean, that's the route you could go. I mean, of course, there's a lot of ways this could go. Brock could just kill Cody, too. But I'm going to go with Cody just does something big and takes Brock out. Cody's going to win. He goes to Money in the Bank, maybe wins. And then that's his way back to Roman Reigns because obviously they're on separate brands. Like, if they want to, quote, unquote, finish the story, he has to get to Roman, who's on the other show. So this is kind of the long-term way of getting there. So I'm going to go with Cody. All right, that leads us to let's do the undisputed tag title match here with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn taking on not the Usos, but Roman Reigns and Solo Sequoia. Uh, the match was set a few weeks ago on SmackDown. Obviously, this is leading towards more tension uh, between Roman and Solo and the Usos. There's been talk that it could lead to a Roman Solo versus Usos tag team title match, possibly at Money in the Bank, um, which would be interesting. Does that mean... Uh, Sammy and Cody drop the titles here or does that mean Roman or Solo actually take a pinfall loss or is it because of Uso interference who knows Sammy making his way to Saudi Arabia for the first time now that um, there's been some political easing of tensions between Syria and Saudi Arabia so Sammy gets uh, you know you you have to say a nice little payday from appearing on this show 
Um, Cam, I'll let you go first here. Who are you going with? Oh man, this one's tough because I don't, you can't, you can't have this really long, beautiful story be told for Sammy and KO just for them to lose the titles to fucking Roman. I just, I don't like it. And if Roman's carrying around four belts, I'm not going to like it even more. Um, this screams the Usos. I assume the show, <clears throat> there'll be some sort of thing where Roman and Paul are talking and Solo are all talking in the back. And they're like, yeah, Jimmy and Jay didn't make the trip. They're not here. They're not coming. Um, and then they come out later in the night to kind of surprise, but to try to, to aim to help Roman, to please the tribal chief. And it's going to backfire. And Solo's going to take a pinfall to Sammy. And then we're off to the races with the bloodline breaking up. Um, that's the only way this could go. You can't, you can't have Roman just beat Kevin or Sammy. You can't have them just pin them and they're the champs. And Roman's like, see, that's how you get it done and blah, 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 because it'll just come off so crass. And I don't, I don't want to do that. They're heels. They're all screwy. So the Usos come down to try to help Roman and Solo and they end up doing something dumb and they end up, you know, hitting uh, Solo with the chair or something along those lines. And Sammy hits a huluva kick and that's the end of that. Um, because Roman's not taking a pinfall. And if Solo has to eat it, so be it. Um, I, that will be one of the you know chapters of this long story that maybe at some point will end up being Solo versus Roman for the title somewhere down the road. Maybe Royal Rumble um, here in the next, what, six months, seven months. Um, but yeah, I mean, you can't take the titles off Sammy and KO already. They haven't barely even defended them. Uh, Roman's on not on TV enough to carry around four belts. Like that would just be retarded and ridiculous. Um, so yeah, th there's going to be shenanigans, obviously. And I, at the end of the day, the Usos are going to end up costing. And you know what? I just have this wild hair at my ass, man. I just keep thinking about this and thinking about this. And I text my wrestling buddy the other day. What if it's Sam? If it's <clears throat> Jay Uso, that's the one that defend that dethrones Roman Reigns. I think everyone would be fine with that. I think that would tell it a beautiful story. You can have Jay embrace. Sammy and KO. I mean, I don't know. I just something tells me that at some point, if they keep this this hot and Jey Uso, who has deserved it, and everyone who watches rest the WWE on the week to week basis, or even if you chime in for the pay per views, you've kind of seen it over the last like two years. You know, Jay had a match against Roman for the title, but he's elevated even more now. Um, something just tells me that at some point, Jay's going to get another world title shot. Yeah, I've seen people speculate and talk about that too. And like you said, you got to remember, if you remember all the way back until, Jesus is still during COVID, during the Thunderdome era, Jay was having matches with Roman Reigns. I believe they had a Hell in a Cell match too. So, yeah, I mean, Jay's kind of made himself the star out of him and his brother here during this uh, program here. I, I wouldn't necessarily have a problem with it too. Uh, Chairman, who are you going with? Yeah, just to jump on to the conversation with Jay real quick. I mean, He's definitely improved as a character in the last like couple of years now. Like, you know, originally when people were kind of planting that seed as him as a world champion, it's like, okay, I don't see it. But now there's whole much layers to the story now. And, you know, throwing all the stuff of him and Sammy, you know, just so much stuff there now, like so much context. I think, you know, Jay has definitely stepped up to that level. And if he would be the one to take Roman down, I wouldn't hate it at all. Uh, as far as this match at hand here, this is interesting because, I just don't know what that would do if Roman and Solo actually won the tag titles because, like Cam said, Solo, I mean, so Roman isn't on TV enough, but the tag division's kind of in shambles anyway. I mean, they really don't have a whole lot of depth. I mean, what are you going to do, fight the Street Profits again or the Alpha Academy? It's like, there's just, 
the tag division is kind of ass right now, unfortunately. So like Sammy and you know KO, it's like they had the great feel good moment at WrestleMania, but there's a part of me that wants to see them kind of do their own thing. Part of me wants to see them go for you know singles championships, you know win money in the bank maybe if Cody don't like. And it's like I just don't know how much longer you can do this. Say. Sammy KO thing with the bloodline. You just added obviously another chapter to it with Roman and Solo, which of course Usos are going to be completely pissed if Solo and Roman win the tag titles. And I'm sure the Usos will get involved, but then it's like, do they screw up and take Solo out on accident, or do they take Solo out intentionally, or do they actually add the assist and actually help Roman and Solo win? Because they're thinking the big picture of the family winning the titles and maybe they're hoping in some weird way that Roman and Solo just give the Usos the titles and saying you guys couldn't do it so here you go they're gonna have to lose them again and that'd be really weird like I don't know this is this is a tough one to pick it might be the toughest one of the night because like Roman's in god mode and it wouldn't surprise me at all to see them do something like that and give him all the belts but yeah I mean you could definitely see a Roman Solo versus Usos match you know coming up so I'm going to be crazy and I'm actually going to pick Roman and solo to win. Like it's plus Sammy's in a hostile place. They're there. They, they probably booed him anyway. So yeah, I'm going to be crazy. I'm going to take Roman and solo to win. All right. Uh, yeah. I mean, both of you guys made good points here as far as who is it that could win. Cause you said there's the tag titles apparently aren't, brand exclusive or aren't like dual branded they're brand exclusive now so who the heck knows but the tag team division is just so light anyway that it does you know they should actually jump back and forth who the hell knows and like you said as roman does he become the belt collector and do this i always thought it'd be funny if he ended up winning the world title here on the first run um but this is a really tough one to pick. And like you said, I, this shouldn't be, this would be weird because I feel like it would be the end to the KO Sammy tag team if it happened because, you know, they obviously can't go after the tag titles anymore because they would then be on SmackDown instead of Raw. So that's kind of gives me pause into picking Roman and Solo. So I'm going to go ahead to and pick KO and Sammy to win uh, this match here. Um, like I said, I just wish there was more tag team depth on the shows uh, too. But Roman. And solo winning, you could then point to, you know, the Usos going like, even if there wasn't like botch interference and say, hey, we won these tag titles before and you haven't, Roma. That's something we haven't done. Um, so I think them losing plays more into a story of like them winning because then if Roman and Solo win, it just kind of makes Usos look weaker again. So I'll go ahead and say KO and Sammy win this one. And that leads us to the World Heavyweight title match. Uh, crowning of the new World Heavyweight Champion with Seth Rollins against AJ Styles. Uh, Seth has just been doing a sit-down interview. He did one this past week, and he's doing one again this week on Raw because he's on the set of Captain America filming there. So, you know, good for Seth for landing a role in a Marvel movie. Um, but this match should be good. I mean, two of your best workers in the company. Uh, I think Seth gets a lot of undeserved disrespect from people on the internet because they hate his character and he's a loyal WWE guy and he still goes out there and busts his ass every single week. So I think he's the favorite. Um, I wouldn't rule out AJ Styles. I don't know what would happen then if AJ goes to Raw and they do like a swap and they have AJ and the club go over to Raw and I don't know, like a Judgment Day swap to SmackDown. Who the hell knows? Um but, yeah, uh, so it should be a good match, and I'll go over to you, Chairman, first. Who are you going with? 
I mean, I gotta pick my boy, right? I mean, it's only a given. I'm taking Seth Rollins. I mean, yeah, the Marvel filming thing is kind of interesting. It came out of nowhere. Didn't expect that. But I mean, Roman Reigns is off TV pretty much all the time, so I can't Seth. But you know, it's kind of funny because Seth Rollins now has been, and this is gonna be his third match, and to decide a new championship title because he was the first NXT champion when he beat Jinder Mahal, and then he was the first match against Finn Balor when Finn won the Universal Championship and now this championship belt. So it's kind of funny that he's now in three matches for a first potential title reign. And I don't think he's going to be one and two, being that he's the WWE loyalist, like you said, Justin. And AJ Styles is obviously winding down his career. So I don't think him being like the first champion of a new title that could, you know, that's something that'd be kind of cool for Seth to mark his hat too. So AJ definitely will put on a banger. This is probably AJ's biggest match and freak forever. I mean, he's been kind of in some weird spots and injuries too, but yeah, it's like he's back up the club again. Whoopee. No one, no one really cares about those guys. I'm sorry. They're, they're there. They're just there. But yeah, this would be a good match. I'm looking forward to it. And then who knows if this will be the main event because I can see them being really crazy and putting Roman on just to piss everybody off. But this should be the last match of the night and Seth should get his moment and maybe the crowd will sing his song if they know the words or hum. I don't know. We'll see. But yeah, it should be interesting, especially if Seth doing that Marvel movie. I mean, that's big pr- promotion right there too. So you want him to be the champion. I just really curious to see uh, where he goes throughout the summer or even AJ, like who would challenge these guys, you know, maybe a returning heel McIntyre has been the talk. So we'll see. Yeah. I've seen talk that there was hesitation of maybe putting this title on Seth because he's doing these Marvel movies. But I mean, I don't know. I don't think, I don't know how the sets of filming the movies takes, but I don't think Seth is somebody that's going to get a starring role in something like this. And if he takes like roles where I'm assuming in Captain America, he's probably like a sidekick bad guy. He probably only needs to be gone for a couple of weeks. If that, um, but yeah, I mean, Seth's guy, you know, he busts his ass night in and night out. Crowd loves him. I could see this show ending with him holding the world title and the crowd singing along to his theme song. Um, and like you said, it depends. So I'm obviously picking Seth. Uh, it depends. You know, like you said, who's next? I mean, there's all this talk about Drew McIntyre and just his future in the WWE and who could be potentially, uh, you know, could he be gone? Could he come back as a heel? What are the plans for him? Who knows? Uh, obviously, there's a Seth Cody history there, too. That's something you can maybe get another pay-per-view, or, I'm sorry, premium live event out of. Um, you know, I don't think they would go to a Seth Gunther match because I don't think Gunther should be losing anytime soon. So I wouldn't do even that, even if it was just for Seth's title and not like a dual title match. Uh, who the hell knows? You got Judgment Day lurking around. Seth and Finn, obviously, like you said, Chairman have history fighting for the first Universal title. Nakamura's there. Damian, you know, it's Damian Priest, you know, et cetera. So there's possibilities there but i think he does need a strong heel and i think a fully turned drew mcintyre could be that if we go that route so i'm picking seth to win here um who are you going with cam yeah i mean no disrespect to our boy aj styles we love him and i'm glad he's finally back healthy um back in a position where he was you know a few years ago where he was pushed as a top star for the wwe I think that he's always kind of earned that and deserved that. So he had that weird phase with Omos as a tag team. Um, I mean, he was out for a while with injuries. He is a little bit older. I think that they're going to have a fantastic match. Let him go 30 minutes, hopefully bell to bell, 30 minutes, 40 minutes. Um, I think Seth Rollins wins the match. The show ends with everyone, you know, singing his song. 
Um, I think AJ Styles is poised to be, you know, in a in a feud with um, Austin Theory going forward for the U.S. title. I mean, you look at you look at SmackDown's mid card roster, and you can make a an argument for a lot of guys. But I think that Theory and Styles, I think, makes the most sense. I think that that'll kind of push Theory to be even a, a in a better in ring competitor. Excuse me. Um, so I think that's kind of where they should go, honestly, on SmackDown, especially if Roman's not going to be there full time like he's not um i think if you elevate theory a little bit better and you know push aj styles up you know you have plenty of wrestling fans who would love to see aj beat him and hell who knows you know maybe theory tries to become mr money in the bank two years in a row so i i definitely see an aj styles versus austin theory u.s title uh program coming up soon um seth wins i mean yeah like you said he's he'll be on set a couple weeks who cares he can come back and you named off a bunch of guys him versus nakamura would be a banger for the title him versus Finn, him versus Damian. There's a lot of guys they could do. And a lot of guys on Raw that deserve some sort of main event push. Um, you could push Ali into that spot if you wanted to. As like a one-off, you know, Seth and him had a match a few weeks ago. They could run that back. We could actually have a world title match on television for the first time in God knows how long in the WWE. You kind of always need those. I mean, at least once or twice a year, you need to have a world title match on television for free. I mean, I know Peacock's five bucks nowadays. So you're not like you're you're not like you're shelling out sixty bucks for a four pillars match or anything. Um, you could definitely have a world title match on Raw. Seth is a workhorse. He can win the title. You know, be off for a week or two weeks. Go film his stuff. Come back. Bounce around. Seth. You know, he's not young, but he's not old. Seth could easily be a jet setter. WWE could send him a private jet. Hey, film your stuff. You know, he's not The Rock. He's not going to bitch out. And you like, I got to film all these B movies that no one gives a crap about. Seth could be on set, fly back, assuming they'll let him. Like, you know, Justin said, you know, he probably doesn't have a major role. They probably have something in the contract that says, yes, he's definitely down to do these movies. But he still needs to be on TV twice, twice a month. And you could easily jet set him into Raw, wherever they are in the world, um, have him do his thing, and then go back. Um, so I think Seth has easily deserved this. The last, what? 10, 12 years of him busting his ass for the WWE, he's definitely finally positioned himself to where he's going to get that crossover main main event success that he deserves being in pop culture and being, you know, a top two, three guy, arguably, you know, outside of Roman not being on TV every week, you know, Sessa, what, top two guy for the company. So I think he deserves it. It's going to be a great match. And I can't wait for him to actually defend the titles against a lot of guys who actually deserve it. And when the title's being held hostage by a guy who just wants to hang out at home. All right. And that is our show for this week. As I said earlier, we're doing two shows this week. So this was our WWE show previewing United champions. And our next show will be coming out late Thursday, early Friday, as we'll preview AEW double or nothing. And, Oh boy, all the controversy going on surrounding AEW right now, and knowing uh, knowing our luck, it'll change at least one or two times between now and when we record Thursday, so it should be for a, a fun show. But for now, for my co-host Cam and the chairman Stephen Vincent, I am Justin C. signing off, and we will talk to you guys then.